Queen Amidala, has she signed the treaty? She has disappeared, my lord. One Nabu cruiser got past the blockade. I want that treaty signed. My lord, it's impossible to locate the ship. It's out of our range. Not for a Sith. This is my apprentice, Garth Maul. He will find your lost ship. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Castle Run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone! Welcome to Castle Run Weekly! My name's Kristen. And I'm Danny. And today, what are we talking about, Danny? Uh, well, we've got a lot of news, but first I wanted to welcome you back this week, because I know all of you missed Kristen, because we secretly all know that you're their favorite. I don't know, it's not really a secret. <laughs> I mean, it's totally not a secret. I think they still love you too, but I mean, it's good to be back. I've missed... Um, I've missed our Star Wars discussions. Yes, yes. And if you guys didn't hear it last week, um, I re- well, we released an episode of uh, some panel discussion uh, that we had with the Emperor, the Senate himself, Ian McDermott. Um, that was really fun that uh, me and my brother and my father got to go to uh, Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. So if you haven't heard that, check it out. It was really, really cool talking to Mr. McDermott. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But on to this week's show. Uh, this week's show, we have a lot of news. We have something to report. Ooh. So you've heard about this little thing called Star Wars Resistance coming up this fall, right? Uh, maybe a thing or two. Maybe a thing or two. Well, we finally got our first look at some of the character art for it. Uh, and now, I don't know if this is final, because I think this was... Uh, it was tweeted out by a executive or somebody that was at a French press thing i haven't really found out exactly what it was but they took a picture of it during some kind of disney france meeting thing and pretty sure that <laughs> they may not be working at disney anymore uh-huh. but that's not what's on discussion uh, here your um, are no longer needed. but thank you your sacrifice was <laughs> well taken <laughs> um but yeah so we got our first look at star wars resistance um and there's some really cool stuff there what did you think of the art um, well, from what I kind of saw, it was a little hard to really make much out from it, but it does look like we get, um, kind of the good side and the bad side of it. So it looks like we got, um, like a stormtrooper, um, a, not a death trooper, is it? No. It's um, a pilot. Yeah. I think it's a red tie pilot. Now I've heard a lot of people well, calling him Cardinal because that's the only red first order stormtrooper that we know of. Uh, from the Phasma novel. That's not the one I was talking about. But that's oh, fine. that's not the one you're talking about. I was talking about the the black one in the middle. Oh, right there. it looks black, but it's silver. It's fa- oh, it's Phasma. See, as I'm telling you, that picture <laughs> does not do justice. No, yeah. not that one, Danny. The one in the center. That did not look like Phasma. <laughs> I swear that was a black stormtrooper. I thought it was like a um. I really thought it was like a pilot, like the pilot, the Tie thing. pilots. Yeah, yeah no, like that's that troopers because they're the ones that are like in black uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's not exactly a high-res quality picture. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but yeah, that's Phasma. Uh, so we have our first look at Phasma and the way that the First Order will be drawn, all that kind of stuff. There is also a Red Stormtrooper um, that a lot of people are theorizing might be Cardinal from the Phasma novel. Um, mm-hmm. 
seeing as Phasma did not kill her or kill him. Yeah, Phasma did not kill him. Um, thank you, Bespin Bricks. I wasn't really sure if that was the case or not. Um, and then we got the good guys, which I think is more interesting. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of faces um, that we recognize. We got BB-8 and we got Poe back there because I mean, you can't have BB-8 and not Poe. Like they're... Like one of the same. They're like and peanut butter got, and jelly. Like, four other new people. Um, and one I know I know we kind of first talked about this when it came out. Um, there were a lot of rumors that the middle guy might be Ezra. I'd heard Ezra. that a couple times. Because uh, I saw a few people were like, Oh yeah, I think that's an older Ezra. It's that's Kazuto Sayono. That's that's the main character. Because like, because the whole time I'm sitting here going, where do you guys see Ezra? Like, where I don't see he? this. Is he hiding in the background? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was, I was like, am I just missing something? Because like I said, it's not really a high res photo, so it's kind of hard to make out some of the stuff. Um, but I think what everybody was thinking was an older Ezra is the main character. Um, Kazuto Sayono is really tough to say. I like yeah. that. The more I say it, though, the more fun it kind of feels to say but uh but yeah so he's the main character and we also get a forward look of his uh fighter that ended up on the original star wars resistance uh logo that they had released um so i'm really digging his fighter because you know i'm all about the ships and everything yes and i think it looks really cool it's kind of like a a, almost a racing plane like a i don't know like it kind of reminds me of like a a world war ii kind of fighter uh fighter or something like that I mean, is it bad? This kind of makes me think of like a speeder. No, I mean it definitely no, kind of does. Though, yeah, it kind of like has. The well, it's got like a flames. front. Well, yeah, well, and then on top of that, it's got kind of like a front like intake, like a turbine right dead center too. Yeah. Um, it looks like kind of like what would be on the outside wings of an X-wing, but it's like dead center on it, which is really neat. Yeah, but I mean, totally kind of swinging back there. I can I can see mm-hmm. how people would think that that's possibly Ezra, especially if you. There's a lot of similarities. There yeah. are. I mean, like just at first glance. I mean, without you telling me, like, who it was and that the character's already been established, like, I probably would have looked at that and be like, oh, my God, is this Ezra? Right. Because, I mean, we, you know, when last time we saw Ezra, he was younger. So, I mean, I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibilities to see an older Ezra at some point. Mm -hmm. No, I would be really, it would be really cool if if we got to see something of Ezra in this, because as of right now, he's chilling out in the unknown regions with Thrawn. Right. To our knowledge. So, yeah. So it would be cool to get something on that. Uh, and I saw someone else brought up uh, online as well that did we think we were going to get to see Jason Sindula, Hera's boy. Mm, that'd be really cool. Yes. <laughs> so I think that'd be really cool seeing him kind of growing up in the Resistance and everything. Because um, I don't know exactly how long after Return of the Jedi this one takes place, but I don't know. I'd be interested to see at least Jason in some capacity. I think that'd be really neat. Yeah. I agree. Um, I guess only time will tell. So yeah, so continuing in our Star Wars news. Um, so recently, StarWars.com announced the Star Wars Fan Awards. Ooh. <laughs> so it's really, really exciting. So I'm not going to read the exact post or anything. However, um, it's really, really cool because like it kind of spins off of the Fan Film Awards that Lucasfilm used to do uh, with all of the Star Wars uh fan films that would be submitted and all that kind of stuff. Um, Because I noticed that back when we were looking at fan fan films, they would have all these accreditations. And I'm like, well, where's this festival? This festival sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Well, now they're bringing it back, expanding that beyond fan films into cosplay, 
um, art, all this other kind of stuff to just acknowledge fans and just an appreciation. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think it's a way of, um, I don't know, just kind of recognizing um, people's hard work and dedication because um, I don't want this to sound like uh, that that whole like customers make pay your paychecks but (laughs) you know but at the same time like i just feel like without the fans and the fandom that make star wars like as great even though the movies are great the shows are great the toys the shirts the product you know all that's great but without the fans that are buying it and loving it and thinking of their own theories and um, just having the conversation opinions. going and just loving it. Yeah, yeah. Like it just wouldn't be alive. Absolutely. Honestly, I completely agree. So, with you. I mean, I think it's a really great way to, to kind of give back to fans more so than just giving them like movies and TVs and products, not TVs, but you know, like shows <laughs> and product and stuff like yeah. that. So. Well, in, in recognizing them for hard work that they're putting in for none other than just a hobby for something that they love. Right. Um, cause we know a lot of cosplayers, um, and a lot of cos, well, really, really talented cosplayers have been on the show before. And I actually, the second that I saw this, I, or saw the fan awards thing, I sent it to McKenna. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, get on this. Right. Well, not only <laughs> cosplayers, but I know we've got a few artists in our midst. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, one of the things we shy away from, you know, after a while with, with Castle Run Weekly was um, for a minute there, weren't we doing like... Um, uh, fan films. Oh, that was long oh, time ago. <laughs> well, we weren't doing them, but we were like watching them. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we see a few here and there still. Sure, sure. So I mean, you know, I, I couldn't tell you any of the ones we've seen. You probably could better than I could. I've seen a lot of them. I know. Cause you would find them and watch them, and then you'd be like, "Ooh, you have to watch this." And I'd be like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> I don't know. And this was still kind of. I was like in my whole high and mighty. Like I don't want to like Star Wars, but. <laughs> I'm gonna anyway, <laughs> kind of thing. So, but I mean, you know, like I said, we got you know, not just cosplayers, but artists. I'm sure we've got lots of uh, film people out there who mm-hmm. who love absolutely love what they do. So. Yeah, guys, so definitely check that out. So, submission date, I believe November. It opens well. Submissions open on July 18th. Oh wow, that's really soon. And yes, very very yeah, soon, eight, just next week. Eight, yeah, eight days. Well, and yeah, it's a tenth. And then it closes on September 17th. The Audio Audience Choice Awards, uh, they actually start voting on November 2nd and closes November 13th. Um, so, yeah. And I think the whole thing closes out in se- yeah November. Yeah. So November is the last date for that. I don't know when they're announcing things or anything like that, but it's supposed to be on a special episode of the Star Wars show that they're going to do all this with, they say, some special surprises. So it'll be really, really cool, and I'm really excited to see this, and I hope that a lot of our friends and uh, people who have been listening to us and supporting us, um, and a lot of the cool cosplayers that we just love, and artists, and filmmakers, and all of the above, I hope you guys get an awesome chance to it, and I hope to see a lot of you guys as winners. Yes, I hope so too. Maybe they'll have a podcast section. <laughs> oh, probably I'm not. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's way better ones out there. <laughs> so I've heard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're pretty great, I think. <laughs> well, moving on. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so so we got some episode nine rumors, kind of confirmations uh, this week. Yeah. So first off. Carrie Russell, um, who is in The Americans and back in the day, Felicity, worked closely with J.J. Abrams, is coming to episode nine. 
So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not been officially confirmed by Lucasfilm. So I'm not going to call this a official announcement. <laughs> um, I think the Hollywood Reporter uh, reported this and the other one that we're about to talk about as well. So take as take it as you will. But I think it'd be really cool to have her on there. But a couple theories that I wanted to kind of bounce off of you, because I don't know that you and I have really talked about it. Uh, a couple theories for her character. Somebody said uh, Ray's mom as one of them. <laughs> Actively rolling eyes. <laughs> I'm just kind of over this whole who's raised parents scenario because I mean you know I got really excited because everyone was like oh my god it's um it's like Han and Leia's kid and it was like no they have been like, it's, it can't be like this is that'd be weird like how would they not know you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then she was Luke's daughter and then she was Luke's daughter <laughs> and then she went from Luke's daughter to, like Obi Wan's daughter yeah and it's like Obi Wan's been in the desert even like, Palpatine. Oh, God, I don't even remember that one. And then, I mean, I had this theory for a minute, and I probably didn't share it with anyone, but, you know, when Battlefront 2 came out, we got Aiden's story. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you realize that Aiden had a kid during the game, and I so badly wanted <laughs> Ray to be Aiden's daughter, but it wasn't. No, it was like, what, Zaria, I think is her name? Like, something like that. Zaya? I think Zaya's I think Zaya. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Something like that. Somebody will correct us along the line, but it's totally <laughs> fine. But yeah, no, it was not, and I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But it's okay. So, so you're done with Ray's mom? I mean, I'm not done, but I'm just, I guess I'm just done looking... For the answers right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just kind of, when we figure it out, we'll figure it out. I'm, well, I'm, and I feel like that's something that's already been solved, unless Ben was lying. Because, I mean, he he said, and that's the thing, is like, Ray knows who her parents are. She watched them fly off in a ship. So she knows who they are. It's not a surprise to her or anything like that. It's just a surprise to us, the audience, watching. Because we don't know that answer. True. Ray knows the answer. And when Ben was like, oh, well, they were they were filthy junk traders. They died in a ditch drunk or something to that effect or whatever. I don't um, think he said that at all. <laughs> well, yeah, that they were dead or whatever. Um, I, I can't remember exactly how they said it, but they traded her off for drinking money is what it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll rewatch The Last Jedi. Okay. But anyways. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, but the whole time she's not denying it or telling it's a lie. She's just crying. So there's no confirmation or denial, I guess. But she knows who her parents are. And I don't feel like that's a question that needs to continue to be asked. But that's just me, though. I'm kind of, like, I'm I'm with you. I'm past it. That was a good enough answer for me. Oh, well, we didn't get to see them. They weren't anything. Cool. Let's go on. I mean, like, at this point, unless it's just somebody, like, really freaking cool. <laughs> like, honestly, I'm just kind of, I'm really just done. Like, you know, yeah. like. Well, and another they rumor, kind of yeah, out because it's at this point to me if they if they reveal it and they're trying to make it this big like <gasps> the audience gasp, I'm just not gonna lie. I'm just gonna be like, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Thank you for five years later. Like, <laughs> well, here was another theory that I actually really liked. Um, that I, I mean, and I don't know, it it may be true. I don't know, but this is a theory that I I enjoyed about it was her being one of the Knights of Ren if they show back up. I think personally that would be cool. For for to have one of the Knights of Ren for one is female. I think that would be pretty bad. Um, but on top of that, having them, it, it, it's I don't know. I feel like that would be something that I don't know. I just think it would be cool. I'm not okay. You're giving me all these weird looks. So. <laughs> I know. So I'm just trying to figure out how that even makes sense. I guess she could just be one of the characters. 
Yeah. She's not a named character as of right now. So she the could mom, be one of the is knights. Is that what you're trying to say? No, not Ray's mom being a knight of Ren. Carrie Russell being a knight of Ren instead of that. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, I thought we were still on Ray's mom. So, no, 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 no. Sorry. And I don't even know why. I was why. wondering why you were giving me such crazy yeah, looks. Yeah, because I couldn't remember if we were talking about the mom at this point or if you were talking about Ray. And Ray's I was like, mom is a knight of Ren. That's why I was like looking at you like, this doesn't even make sense, Danny. No. This is stupid. Where did you get this theory from? <laughs> No, they're saying that Carrie Russell's character, whoever that may be, might be one of the Knights of Ren, which I think could be neat, especially with her background in uh, The Americans, which we haven't seen the show. But I've seen trailers for it, stuff like that. My mom really, really loves that show, swears by it. And so I think that would be really cool to see. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you with me now? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> I was just really confused as all. Yeah. Well, continuing with the episode nine Kind of confirmations. Uh, Billy D. Williams uh, is apparently, quote-unquote, confirmed for Episode Nine, according to the Hollywood Reporter. So, uh, Mr. Lando Calrissian might uh, be smoothing his way back into Episode Nine. That'd be pretty cool. Yes. Um, you know, because even though one of our recent episodes was, a, you know, kind of talking about Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. and that was kind of... That's really our only look at him other than the young one, right? Because we don't really get him again. We get him in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, okay. You haven't gotten to that one yet. Okay. Well, so, I mean, you've watched it before, but you you know. We're considering in our rewatch, this is a yes. new slate. <laughs> We've turned a new page. So, yes, when I get Kristen to that is one, hungry for more Star Wars lore. <laughs> a little bit. But, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the first time I've really seen the original Lando. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to it, though. Um... I think it's going to be interesting. Definitely. I'm really excited about it because I really want him to be those uh, one of those friends in the Outer Rim uh, that they have that they try to call at the end of The Last Jedi. Um, even though I hate that they never got a response, I understand why. But at the same time, I think it would be really cool for him to just come out, bring the Calvary, something like that. But I don't know. If we have a time jump between 8 and 9, yeah, 8 and 9, which we likely will, I don't know. I feel like we will because between well it just depends on how they're going to deal with Carrie Fisher unfortunately well and what they're going to do with the character of Princess Leia oh crap I didn't think about that <laughs> dang it like when even yeah we're going to have to deal with that huh like... no I know oh gosh <laughs> I would not be for that I liked I liked what's his face though who's what's his face it wasn't Thrawn was it Thrawn Mm-mm. What are you talking about? What was that guy's name that they put in? He was all like... Oh, uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. I knew it started with a T. I always do that. <laughs> I always get their names mixed up. Tarkin. Yeah, Thrawn hadn't come out in a movie yet. Yeah, yeah. I know, because he's blue. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> yes, we don't like blue people here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, oh, my I just, goodness. I would remember that. <laughs> Because he, he obviously is a blue character. Like, I would remember <laughs> that. Um, that's all I meant. <laughs> but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always, always get their names mixed up. I'm really trying, guys. Okay, at least I had them similar there. You're getting there. You're getting there. I'm getting close. But, yeah. But, I mean, they did that to him, so. I don't know. I, I, I would not be for that. I know. I mean, I say it because I just want her to continue living on in Star Wars. Yeah. But at the same time, it still wouldn't be the same. So they've got to... I feel like the the legacy of Leia would be more impactful, and, and Carrie would be more impactful uh, if they let it be. 
Yeah. And because, I mean, I don't know. I can't even begin to speculate that because it hurts to speculate still. Um, but that that's, I think, one thing that I'm, I am and I'm not looking forward to in episode nine is to see what they do with Leia um, from there. So, I don't know. That'll be something. Yeah, I mean, it'll be... I know it'll be respectful because mm-hmm. they have been, but I'm definitely going to cry. I'm going to take my tissues. Oh, like, absolutely. I'm getting a little teary thinking about it, but it's okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, that is all the Star Wars news that we have for this week, um, which I feel like is a lot more than we normally do, actually. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, good stuff out there that we've been seeing. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then last week, too, we, we didn't really talk about any of this news. So some of this is last week's news this week, but <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyways, so if you are ready, I'm ready. Are you ready for our main event? Yes, I'm super ready. So cool. So guys, thank you for joining us for our solo and series up to this point. We are continuing this week with Solo and the Phantom Menace. And now our feature presentation. The Phantom Menace holds a special place in my heart just because I grew up on Star Wars and before the prequels ever came back or anything, I mean, like, I love Star Wars. That was just a given. But I don't remember ever really being big into Star Wars until I saw The Phantom Menace in theaters. Got all the toys, all that kind of stuff. Yes, even fell in love with Jar Jar. <laughs> hey, I like Jar Jar still. I love Jar Jar. Well, and so I, I, that's something I wanted to ask you. Ask you too is so. So, what are your feelings on Jar Jar seeing this? This sh- I think this is your third time watching Phantom Menace. Second or third? Second or third? Yeah, I can but, agree with that. So, what do you feel about Jar Jar? I mean, so I mean, I can I can easily see how Jar Jar can be a really annoying, um, over the top character. But, I mean, I know we kind of made this statement as we were watching it. It's like everything he does, even though it seems like it's a mistake, it leads to something good. Like, he... Um, it's like he, it all works out for him somehow. It does. Like, anytime, like, you know, because he, he, one time, he under that little, like, tank thing that mm-hmm. before the guard get gongans. Ga- gongans. Gongans. Yeah. I was really close. Um, he, like, hit under that little tank thing, and mm-hmm. as it took off, I think he went to go grab and, like, pulled the thing down that had all those little um, balls in it that... Disabled the droids. The boomers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, and then he started running in that direction for some reason. Whatever, though. But, um, I don't know, just like everything. But that took out half their tank fleet right, right. there, and just him he, doing like, that. And then fell on top of the tank, and I don't know, it was just like everything, you know, he juggled that other little ball, and then it hit the droid that was coming out of the tank to shoot him. So, I mean, everything oddly worked out. He's just like one of those people that's really like... Good, bad luck, I guess. <laughs> so, so here's something that I thought about um, during the thing, and it was it was really weird connection that I made. So this oh, may God. land, this may not. <laughs> but so, so Jar Jar, everything he does, it kind of just works out. It does, even though he's fa- literally, literally falling on his face, yes. um, irritating the people around him. <laughs> everything that he does works out, uh huh. No matter what. Yes. So it got me thinking because literally the line that it made me think of is uh, it's from Chirrut Imwe uh, in Rogue One where he says, all is as the Force wills it. Um, it was a conversation that I, I was listening to on a different podcast. I apologize, I don't remember. But they were talking about how like Han talks about luck and things like that. But what if the Force was always steering him to where he needed to be? Because he already came close to the rebellion. He helped start the rebellion even though he didn't want to be a part of it and stuff like that. So what if Han's version of luck was still the force guiding him how he needed? 
and the force was guiding Jar Jar's actions, I guess. So not necessarily going, hey, Jar Jar, fall on your face, telling him, but it's almost like, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of. So like it was planned to, like... to be this way and Jar Jar, even through his clumsiness, the force was able to still use him. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I, I completely understand what you're saying. You're kind of almost yeah. bringing it to fate, too. Kind of, kinda yeah. Kind of like, not... I hate that line. The I want to say like almost like the everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I literally do hate that line. I just don't. Well, I don't and know and, why and that's the thing is everything does happen for a reason because there is an action or there's a consequence to every action. Right. So yes, there is a reason of some kind, but like I just I think it's interesting that the force can kind of be different to different people. Right. Um, in the Star Wars universe, where the force, even though. Uh, Han says he doesn't believe in that mumbo jumbo, <laughs> but his words. Um, but at the same time, it's been directing his life from the beginning to bring him to the point where he is now, um, where he becomes a general in the rebellion, where he, I mean, unfortunately, leading him to his son in the very end. Like everything happened for a purpose, I guess is better. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that sounds good. Um, I never thought I'd be comparing Jar Jar to Han. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. But yeah, I completely, uh, I can agree with that. You know, um, I kind of have a little fun theory of my own. Let's hear it. Um, Jar Jar's a Sith Lord. <laughs> Jar Jar's not a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of YouTube videos that support my theory, guys. Just oh my goodness. But for real, youtube.com slash Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Whatever. Please don't type that in. Please don't, because I really don't know. I'm sure I'll take you somewhere, but I don't know where. I'm just kidding. But I, I definitely like your, your theory, though, yeah. about it. Um, just kind of like, you know. Just well, it just kind of blew my mind, because like, so I, I get the purpose of Jar Jar in The Phantom Menace. Because in all honesty, when I saw Jar Jar and I saw The Phantom Menace as a kid, it all landed for me. Um, I mean, I was, I don't even remember how old I was, but I mean, I never at once was like, oh man, this Jar Jar guy is an idiot. Like, I hate this guy or whatever. I never <laughs> felt that as a kid. I've never felt that in my entire life. Um, now, I noticed being older, it kind of wears on me a little bit like, okay, you could like, calm it down a little bit, <laughs> but it's not it, It's not for my age at this point in my life. You grow up. You, you grow unfortunately apart from these movies at some point some of the themes and everything and Jar Jar's for those kids it was to introduce that next generation into Star Wars and that's what it did for me um Jar Jar Darth Maul like like Phantom Menace is one of my favorites um I wouldn't call it top three but I don't hate the movie at all there are things in it that I'm like I watch back at and I'm like eh I mean, that wasn't as great as I thought it was as a kid, but at the same time, it has that magic for me because this was my entrance into the Star Wars universe. Right. I mean, that's exactly what it was. I mean, you had Jar Jar Binks, who was the comedy relief, essentially, mm-hmm. um, who was, you know, like, even though, like you said, even now we kind of see it, and like I said, I can totally tell that he's over the top. So, like, yeah, he's he's obviously not for adults. Yeah. Like, because we're just going <laughs> to find him slightly annoying that he's so clumsy. Yeah. But for kids, it's funny. Kids mm-hmm. find it funny, and then kids can also relate to Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're just going to have to suck it up, guys, and relate to, to Obi-Wan and Padme. <laughs> And other dude man that got cut in half. No, I'm just kidding. Darth Maul. <laughs> and um, I can't think of the dude's name. I'm so sorry. 
Qui-Gon Jinn? Qui-Gon. Why can't I remember that man's name? I don't, I don't know. Liam Neeson. I know. I almost said that the one, one The one who has a particular set of skills. Huh. I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. <laughs> um, we're just going to relate to them, guys. It's fine. We'll yeah. just find that relatability there somewhere. <laughs> but. Well, and, and what's cool, too, is so I put out a poll on our Instagram because um, I'm really loving these little, like, new little things that Instagram's putting out there for the polls and asking questions and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's cool. So even though the algorithm kind of sucks on Instagram, which we don't normally talk about that, but, I mean, I like I like the rest of the things that are coming up. <laughs> but uh, we put out a poll uh, about, I mean, like, basically, where would you rate the Phantom Menace? And most of them were on that higher end of it. They actually really enjoyed it and everything. So, I mean, I guess maybe that's our audience. But at the same time, I feel the same. Because Phantom Menace has never been one that I'm just like, oh, it's my least favorite or anything like that. Like, I, I don't feel like I really have a least favorite. Like, yeah. I, I love Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's what's cool. Yeah, is like, yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, I, can, I feel like I can confidently say that um, Phantom Menace is not in my top of favorite Star Wars movies. Um, but it's it's got a lot of good qualities to it. It's mm-hmm. a very good um, storytelling. You know, it moves the story forward. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a lot of that in it. Um, that kind of give you Annie, um, gives you Palpatine. What do you think of uh, uh, little Annie? Little Annie is precious. Are you an angel? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, well, thank you. Yes, it did hurt when I fell from heaven. <laughs> That's like what I wanted her to say too when he said that. Are you an angel? <laughs> I wanted like that line to be used. So oh my funny. goodness! <laughs> it's a pickup line, guys. Look it up. It's funny. No, no. Anakin's got game. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. He wins. He wins. Bad me over later. Um, what was the question? <laughs> what did you think of little Anakin? We got really distracted there. <laughs> I love little Annie. Um, Anakin was precious. He's got a heart of gold throughout this entire movie. Um, you know, I don't know. He's really positive because one of the things um, that kind of stood out to me, a couple things stood out to me, is uh, it's kind of one of those scenes that you almost would, um, the little part that I mean, that was almost a little part um, that you'd miss if you weren't paying attention really well. But it's after Qui-Gon gets in there and tries to, um, get Watto to give him the parts he needs, and he tries to like use the force on him. Like, you will give me these for the credit. You will give me these for the credit. <laughs> Republic credits will yeah. be fine. <laughs> Republic credits will be fine. Uh, no, they won't. <laughs> I need money. He says money. Um, I'm gonna start trying to do impressions, y'all. <laughs> Only money. <laughs> I mean, I was really off then. Anyway, um, but once they start to leave, and Annie's kind of just sitting on the counter, uh. He looks at him and he's like, go clean the racks and you can go home. And the little kid was like, yay! <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that was really cute. I don't know why, why I found this part so cute. But it's like, uh, he wasn't really thinking about it, at it as being like a chore that he had to do. He was thinking of like... Or even that he was a slave. Right. It was the end result of the, I'm getting to go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then even when he tries to help Qui-Gon and Padme by winning the race and all like i don't know like he just has such a heart of gold and extremely self selfless yes um and, and I, I think it's cool because i mean obviously we all know where he ends up and it's heartbreaking for one um but it's i don't know it, it, it's one of those things i guess to the argument of the is evil born kind of thing and like in his instance it, it was it was a series of choices he made but even then I don't know. I don't. I never felt like he really. 
dedicated to becoming a Sith. It was just that he felt like he had lost everything, and he had no choice. Right, yeah, because I was going to say, we can have a Darth Vader episode if you want, again. <laughs> I think we already had one, but I feel like I've got so much more insight. But yes, I completely agree. I don't I don't think evil was born in this situation. Like Not I at all. It can't be a situation, yeah. but to me, and you know, I think the thing we've talked about before, too, the thing that I think pushed um, Anakin over the edge was that nobody believed in him. Mm-hmm. You know, you had um, Obi-Wan who did, and Qui-Gon obviously did, because he's the one that brought Annie to the Jedi Temple and all, and was like, this boy is the chosen one. But everyone else was like, no, we can't train you, you're too old. And all was like, well, if he is the chosen one, uh, uh, my mind is foggy, I don't know, like, I can't see the future, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my mind is foggy. <laughs> Said, but he said like, his fe- I think his future is clouded, something oh, like that. Yeah. Cloudy, then. I like I'm, yours better. <laughs> I like but, yours better. I mean, just throughout the movies too, you see where Obi Wan does help him along the way. But I feel like throughout the thing, you know, Anakin tries to become a Jedi Knight, and I think he eventually gets that title. But I don't think it's ever. He like- gets Knight, but he's never granted the rank of Master, and so that's what kind of slaps him in the face: is that we we will let you on the Council, but we don't grant you the seat of Master, which right. is something that. That that's unheard of. Right. And it's like this kid like has proved himself this entire time. You know, he's followed the well, kind of followed the rules until he <laughs> fell in love with Padme. Um, so that kind of he slipped, but it's okay. We allowed it. We got really great people at out least, of it. At least so. he remembered the rule. I mean, he there's did. that. He Attachment knew. is forbidden. He knew. <laughs> he knew. But I mean He listened in class. He, he was still a really good little Padawan student, and yeah. he just deserved a lot more, and I think that's what got him, and then, you know, you had no father figure in his life, other than the Jedi, and then you had Palpatine there kind of whispering in his ear the whole time, too, mm-hmm. and Which know. is really creepy in this one, because, like, it's played off as kind of like a, a happy thing or whatever, but when right. he walks by Anakin, he's like, we're going to watch your career with great interest. Right. It's just like, ugh, it sends chills well, down my know. spine. Yes. Because you know, and I know now at this point, too, obviously, because I have seen the movies. This is not the first time. But you you do. you all the, I don't know. There's so many things I'm noticing and so many little details that I'm like, ooh. <laughs> and then, you know, like the whole Senate part, too, when mm-hmm. when he was like whispering in Padme's ear, like, well, the only way I think you can save Naboo is to... Um, it was like to move for a vote of no confidence yes. and chance for Orum, yeah. Yes, and she did it. And he was like, well, they'll elect a new chancellor soon. I don't know who it'll be, but I'm sure it'll be somebody great. And then <laughs> Pugs walks up in there 10 minutes later and was like, oh, I'm the new chancellor. Oh, he was nominated, but, <laughs> <laughs> but still, though, yeah, you know, you're right. Because it was like literally, like, that's what blows my mind about Palpatine is that everything works the way he plans it. And maybe it's just that's all we see. But how do you plan for everything? The Force. The Force force is not on his side. Well, I guess the the dark side is, but. The Force is not. I don't think the Force is light nor dark. Okay. Why is that? Because it's just this unbalanced thing that you can take and you can make it good or evil. Mm-hmm. Just like how we all have decisions that we can make. I can decide, go get in my car and run somebody over, or I can just go get in my car and I can go drive to work. Like, I can choose. Oh, is that a decision that's that you struggle with? Yes, it is. I 
People make me so mad on the road. I can't even. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's free will. And I think yeah. that's kind of what the force is. To me, it's like a free will. Like, you can take it and use it, and you can use it for good, or take and use it, and you can use it for bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all in your free will. That's interesting. I like that. What do you think it is? Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I feel like in just the little bit that we've seen of the Force and the weird stuff, I mean, it presents itself as a light and a dark side, but I think Ray is going to be the key to that um, come Episode 9 because she's the only person who has ever wielded, not necessarily wielded both sides, but that she went, so she went to the, the darkness of that cave and Ray, I mean, Luke, like, flipped out. You, you went to the dark side. You didn't even, didn't even blink. Didn't even try to stay away. But she went there. She came back. She was the same person. Right. Whereas it was almost like she, it, maybe it wasn't that she had more self-control. Maybe it was just she understood it differently. Um, or, or maybe it was self-control. Where she was able to venture to that and go, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. So I feel like there are two sides to it, but they're meant to be wielded simultaneously. Um, so I don't know. And maybe it's not to be wielded at simultaneously? all. Simultaneously? So, well, at the same... So wielding both the light and the dark. Um, maybe that's what the ultimate balance is, is not too much on one side or too much on the other, but someone who can wield both, which I feel Anakin could have been if that somebody would have instilled confidence in him. Uh, of that right because i I agree with you a lot of what pushed him toward palpatine is because everyone else was being a total jerk to him about everything yeah had no confidence and were so afraid of the power that he possessed that they'd rather keep that power far away instead of close at hand they pushed him away instead of making him the greatest ally they could have had which developed a crack in that relationship and palpatine knew that and turn him to the worst enemy exactly I so. feel like the Jedi were the ones that created what he became. Pretty much. They were scared of it. And yeah. I'm seeing a trend. Like you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> high five me in a second because that they they did the same thing to Anakin like Luke did to Ben. Yep. They were so afraid of the power that he could wield that they didn't stop to think of what they produced and what they did. That's exactly what Luke did with Ben. He he was so afraid of what Ben could become that he didn't stop to think that he could make the more impactful That there was still a choice. There's still a choice. Mm-hmm. And so he took it which I mean I know obviously the Jedi didn't take it in their own hand to destroy Anakin. But But at the way, same time they kinda did. Right. In a yeah. way they they are responsible mm-hmm. for, you know, what he became. Right. And as of Luke, Luke did the same thing to Ben, yeah. Mm-hmm. And You're ben right. Is- Which is funny because Luke had insight to how Vader was was turned and how he was created, and pretty much history repeated itself it in, did. in his Padawan. It did. And I wouldn't, I mean, it was like, hey, guy, don't don't do that, don't do that. You mean do this? Right. <laughs> of course, I'll let, I'll stay over uh, my my Padawan and light my lightsaber and go. Oh God, that was the wrong decision. Right. <laughs> it was obviously fear. I mean. He, and he was fear leads to anger. And anger, anger leads, leads to, to hate, hate. And, and hate, hate leads to suffering. Yes. <laughs> um, but it definitely was fear. And, you know, and people could do a lot of crazy things out of fear. So, I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, I blame you, Luke. You know, <laughs> you're the soul. Just shows that nobody's perfect. It is. It does. And, but sometimes uh, those mistakes have grave consequences. And that's exactly what happened in these two scenarios. So. Yep. 
Absolutely. So back to the Phantom Menace. Oh, sorry. We got real topic there. <laughs> it was fun, though. It I really like that conversation. I like, I like that I just made that comparison, too. That was really good. I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you're, you you're so growing. much. I am growing. My, my paddle on. <laughs> Thank you, Master. Um, but yeah, so so in the Phantom Menace, as far as like what connects to Solo, so we get our first look at Ara Singh, which I had to rewind it, I think, twice for you to be able to see, but in oh the pod races. Oh, my God. <laughs> That lady was just hanging out. So this mm-hmm. is funny, too, to me, because her and Anakin meet in, in Clone Wars. They fight. And I I don't know if they technically know each other. No, I don't think not. so. I don't know if she realizes it. But obviously, they say Anakin. Yeah. Skywalker. Mm-hmm. In. Well, I think it's because he makes a reputation as a Jedi. I think is why everyone knows him. Because he's Anakin Skywalker. Like, he's the one that does all this crazy, reckless stuff. And comes out smelling like roses right. and all that kind but, of I mean, stuff. He, he was the winner of the race that she was at. I just yep. think that was really cool. <laughs> and it, it, I thought it was funny, too, that uh, we the first time we see her, she is on a uh, high balcony, and she actually falls to her death at the hands of Beckett. <laughs> well, we know she doesn't die yet. So high place. So. Well, I know. Just high places aren't her friend. Foreshadowing. Anyways. <laughs> I don't think that was even what I don't know. Stretching, but still. (laughs) It is stretching. You're like legit stretching. But I thought it was cool that she shows up. And also, Weasel, one of Infus Nest's, uh, actually the one who put the tracker on the Falcon uh, in Solo, he shows up again for the first time since Phantom Menace. He was actually in the booth with Watto. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Let's get to who we obviously really want to talk about. Darth Maul. Yes. Okay, I was like, you looked at me like I was saying the wrong name, and I was like, don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> no, it was Captain Tarples, duh. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh, was it Padme's guard or whatever? That no, that was the, the Gungan one. Oh. But anyways. <laughs> that was Boss Nass. But we're close. You're getting what? there. <laughs> I think you should do that one more time, though. No. <laughs> Captain Tarples was the one who, uh, when Jar Jar went back to the city, he was like, yeah, he was mad at him. Came uh, in on the mount. The guy that was helping him try to get out of that battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Got it. <laughs> I don't know names. I'm sorry. Especially when it comes to minor <laughs> characters like that. Like Padme, I gotcha. Luke, I gotcha. <laughs> Darth Maul, Obi-Wan. We're getting you there. Qui-Gon, gotcha. Um, but no, yes, Darth Maul. Um, so, obviously this isn't the end of him. because. Darth Maul. uh i.e. Solo. <laughs> i.e. Clone Wars. Or Rebels. Rebels, Clone Wars, okay, every, all of that, yeah. I was like, wait, did I just... <laughs> yeah, you're actually going to be up on that arc here soon. Yeah, Because you've been are. watching Clone Wars a we lot. We are coming so. up on it right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really exciting. Because I think we either just finished or are in the process of finishing Mortis. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Darth Maul will always be scary. Yes. Um, one, of, one of my favorite parts with Darth Maul when he first shows up with Palpatine there, which we don't know it's Palpatine at this point. We yeah. only know it's... um. Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious, thank you. Um, When Darth Sidious pops up to those two guys that are doing the uh, trade federation or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I just don't think exactly that line, but it cracks me up because he's like... Oh, I love that line. You want me to say We're in trouble or something like Uh, that? This this is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That cracks me up every time. both were just like busting out laughing at that point. He's, he's not even worried that they're really like Sith, I guess. He's just like, there's two! <laughs> uh, Crap, one was enough. Right, literally. 
But, I mean, Darth Maul is scary, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, he will always be a scary character to me. Well, and that's the thing is, like, as underused as he was in The Phantom Menace, like, it worked for what they were doing with this character. Yes, I would have liked to see him live on, but feasibly, he had no place in this current story. So, I like that he was brought back in Clone Wars and everything, and I like that all that happened. Um, but, I don't know, like, as a kid, I I don't remember Maul having that many speaking parts. like i I thought literally the only line he had was the at last we will do ourselves to jedi at last we'll have revenge and i was like oh that's the only thing he says but no he actually talks quite a lot that was a surprise to me (laughs) i mean he's definitely one of the lesser talking characters yeah yeah. but it, it gives that mystery behind him and i think that's a lot of what makes him scary is that he doesn't need to talk He'll show you. Right. And he definitely is a mystery because throughout the movie, they're like, um, we got to figure out who this dude is. And then at the end, right before it zooms in on Palpatine, because we all know at this point, um, they're like, we don't know if he was the Padawan or the Master. Mm-hmm. All we know is there hasn't been Sith Lords for so many, this many years. Yeah. And all of a sudden, one's just showed up out of the blue. Yep. Who is he? Mm-hmm. Which one is he? Are there more? <laughs> Uh, yes, they're growing right in front of your face, and you have no idea. Um, wake up! <laughs> right, <laughs> but no, I, I love. Like I said, even though I would have loved to see even more of Maul, I think I'm satisfied because I know where that story leads. Uh, especially seeing him pop up in Solo, which blew my freaking mind. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Jeez. Well, I mean, we're solo in the Phantom Menace. I know. It's, I know. it's okay. implied spoilers of everything. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, I can agree. Um, seeing more Maul would definitely be awesome just because Maul's a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I am glad we do get a lot of him in Rebels and Clone Wars. Then we kind of get that. Um, what has happened to him? And it's, it's just cool that he ends up, you know, spoiler alert, but... If you haven't seen it, you probably just need to go ahead and turn this off. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it's cool that the person that killed him in Phantom Menace, he ends up tracking him down back into the desert, who is Obi-Wan. Yeah. Older Obi-Wan. And they end up having another battle in the desert. And he tries the same move that he did on Qui-Gon. Do you notice that? I did not. We'll have to, we'll we'll have to, to watch, watch that watch again. But, but yeah, like the same move where he pops Qui-Gon in, in the face. face and then he tries to do that, and that's where Obi-Wan cuts him. Cuts him straight down the middle because he goes to do this, and then Obi Wan gets him right there. So yeah, Dang, son. yeah. So he tries to use the same exact move like, he I used years you ago. Use that on my master, <laughs> you would like, not. Boy, I've been me. training for that move. Right, <laughs> I've been watching that move my whole life. <laughs> Obi Wan didn't. He wouldn't have in any of it. No, most definitely not. Okay. Um, but yeah, no that. I, I, I still love Darth Maul. Like he's still one of my favorite characters, even in the Phantom Menace. Like. I mean, I've always had that love for him. Before Clone Wars, before anything like that, he is actually what got me into Clone Wars. Um, because I remember uh, being at my parents' house and just kind of just playing on a laptop and a commercial for the return of Darth Maul on Cartoon Network came up. And I was like, oh my God, I have to find out how this happens. <laughs> like, I need to know that story. And so, like, I mean, from then on, it was it was history. But I, I love Darth Maul. I will eternally love Darth Maul. He's yeah. an amazing character. Um, as far as with Solo, like I need a I need a second Solo sequel of some kind. I want to see more of Crimson Dawn. I want to see more of him and Kira. I think that would be so killer. Yeah. Um. Maybe we can just get like a Maul story. Would that be really unnecessary? 
I feel like it would, though, because, like, I've seen a lot of people asking for that, but a lot of those people are the same ones that haven't seen his Clone Wars and Rebels and all that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, yeah, there are gaps to fill in, but I don't feel like it's enough to give him his own movie, you know? But I'll still watch it. (laughs) I don't know. You mean, you're right. I totally understand that, because there has been a lot of story told. I mean, we have his, well, I mean, yeah, technically we have his beginning in the comics and stuff like that. Comics, novels, and all that. See, that's what I was trying to bank on. I was like, man, we'd get, like, the beginning of Maul. I think we actually get some of that in Clone Wars, too. It's been a while since I've I've actually watched the arc. Um, But I think we get a little bit of his backstory, too, in um, the Night Sister arc and everything as well. So, yeah. Right. Um, but that, that's totally all of us going to be like, oh, yeah, we can get that beginning story. And then they can just jump like 15 years later or 20 yeah. or however many years it's been. And we can get that, uh, that Kira story with them. But yeah, I, th- I think, I think it would be cool. I, I really want just more of that, like a continuation of Solo. Call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. But I mean, any, I think it would even be cool is like, so the rumor, rumor Boba Fett one or whatever. I really think that would be cool if that was a continuation of Solo. So it was still the same storyline going on from there, um, but it was just focused on a different person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that would be interesting. It would be. I could get behind that. <laughs> I can get behind you, since you're behind that. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you um, so, so did you have anything else you wanted to talk about the Phantom Menace? Any favorite moments? I know there was one part I saw you tearing up. That really, really hit you. Yeah. Um, I think it was, uh, oh, it was when uh, he was leaving his mother. Yeah. That made me sad because she was like, like, she was like, because he's like asked her, like, will I see you again? She was like, well, what does your heart say? And I just was like, I'm choking up right now. <laughs> a little bit. But, um, I mean, then he doesn't see, he didn't have an answer though. Mm-mm. I mean, he did, but he was like. I don't, I don't think he's actually. It was no, what he wanted. But yeah, yeah. But he was like maybe. He's like yes, maybe. I mm-hmm. don't know or something like that. I'm unsure. I don't know what he said really, but I don't. It was just it was sad. Like he, you know, he was so excited about going and being a Jedi because he had a dream that he was a Jedi and he freed the slaves. And God, I'm getting a little teary eyed, but I'm okay. <laughs> um, but that was really sweet. And then you know he just didn't put it all together that he was actually leaving his mom behind till he was out the door with his backpack and he turned around and he was like oh my god my mom yeah like she's gonna be here by herself like my mom <laughs> ah. but it was sweet sorry i wasn't trying to make you cry <laughs> okay. i got feelings i'm sorry it's one of my favorite too because and that's the thing is like because i've seen different things kind of making fun of the prequels and everything of well, why do i want to know what vader was like as a kid it's like okay cool maybe you didn't want to know but that story itself is amazing because just proving what you that what you just said proves all of that there's heart to his story and it's heartbreaking seeing him become the one of the biggest villains in the galaxy it's scariest villains right like if you from this golden hearted child right who had all the love in his heart to this mean hearted monster Robot thing, kind of, kind of. But he just—it's almost like they take your heart too, like because I mean, I mean, he he was well, he had nothing to live for. I mean, you're right. He thought he Padme, Padme was dead. dead. He thought his children that he knew of, he thought they were dead. Right. And so then, everything was gone. I mean, you're right. You're right. But dang, it's it's a 
big leap when you when you watch his story. And I think that's why Anakin's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I do hate that he ends up turning the back to the dark side. And I know Vader's, I say Vader's one of my favorite characters too. He is. He's a really cool villain. But at the same time, just the progression of his story and how you watch this bright-eyed, loving, sweet kid, you know, mm-hmm. who's joyful and just so freaking nice. And then he just turns into that thing. Yeah. It's just sad. Definitely. It's it's one of my favorite stories through Star Wars. Um, that's why, I mean, Anakin is forever one of my favorite characters. Because uh, this story is just so interesting to me. Um, just like we were talking about. I mean, it, the evil was made. And it was almost because he felt like he had no choice. The only person who believed in, to, believed in him in his eyes was Palpatine. And at that point, when he killed Mace... Palpatine was the only one there for him. He was like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. Palpatine was like, well, you've realized who you really are. Mm-hmm. And then use that to be what it, and then, and then he just went with it. Right. And so, I mean, the potential was there, but at the same time, Palpatine knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you too, because we kind of briefly talked, I mentioned it while uh, watching the movie. Um, and it's a fan theory, obviously, but, do you feel like Palpatine had any hand in creating Anakin? Uh. Because he, so, so before you get into that, so you remember the whole opera scene where he's like, have you ever heard the Dar- the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise? He goes through talking about how he can manipulate the midichlorians to create life. Um, even save the one that he loved, all that kind of stuff. Knowing that, do you think Palpatine basically planted it from the beginning? I don't. Why is that? I don't know. I just, and you know, here was my thing about it. Is to me, I just feel like his best interest would, I mean, it, it all did work out in the movies. But to me, my his best interest, if he were to have done that, I think he should have swooped Anakin up, like, around birth. Mm-hmm. Or should have had, like, why, why on Tatooine? Why was his mom on Tatooine? You know what I mean? Like, why her? Why wouldn't he have used someone, you know, or done it somewhere closer by? That way he could keep a better eye. Because anything could have happened to Anakin if that was, you know, mm. his... Ultimate goal, yeah. Force son. I don't know what you want to call him. <laughs> but, I don't know. Because even, like, the Jedi were like, oh, he's too old. Which, I mean, I'm not going to say that the Sith aren't going to, you know... Profile you based on your age, but <laughs> I don't think they care. I think they take all volunteers at this point. <laughs> age, gender, there's race. only two we of don't us. Care. I know, right? <laughs> right. So I don't know. So I mean, like, age is probably not an issue for Sith lords as much, but I don't know. I just, I just think he. So you feel had like a, he would have had him bef- at the beginning rather yeah, than waiting so long to nurture that. I think he would have had a better hand in it because it almost, it almost just seemed like it was one of those too good to be trues. Okay. kind of things to me like it it just happened that anakin fell into the jedi council and you know not jedi council necessarily but you know the jedi way and and then palpatine just kind of saw it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to like be that this boy who was already conflicted yeah. yeah i got you i got you so i mean i'm not gonna say it's impossible but i don't know <laughs> i kind of feel like the whole like created life was talking more so about like bringing people back from the dead possibly not like creating yeah creating life because <laughs> that's just a little much to me i feel like it's a little <laughs> out there 
But that's just me. That is my opinion. You I mean, can it take was it and uh, run with it, or you can say she's silly and just turn <laughs> turn it off. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care either way. So, well, so what was your favorite moment overall in the Phantom Menace? Finding out that Padme's a cougar. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's not really truly. They're only like five year difference, which is honestly what our difference is. It is true. It's true. So I mean, when I was nine, you were thirteen or fourteen. So <laughs> don't don't make it weird. Sorry, <laughs> too late. <laughs> but yeah, that was totally my favorite part. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can really sum up my favorite part in the movie. I mean, Darth Maul, I love every part with him because it's just really cool to see him again, uh, even though it's just technically the beginning of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, every time I see him, I'm like, oh my God, it's Maul. Um, <laughs> I know what happens to you. <laughs> right. And there's just a lot of great parts in this movie, I think. And it's, it's like I said, it's just a, it's not one of my favorite movies, but it's a great movie that tells more of the story and gives you that backstory for... I think it's essential. It is. It really is. You get Anakin, you get the beginning of Padme and Anakin, mm-hmm. in a way. You know, so obviously they're not, like, lovers at this point or anything, but right, right. you get that first meeting of them, and you can visibly yeah. tell. I mean, he first thing he asks her is, are you an angel? Like, <laughs> you get Qui-Gon and his faith, and not faith, but, you know, his, his, like, oh my gosh, I found the Chosen One, and then mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's trust in Qui-Gon to train him. I don't know. There's just a lot of, like, great story behind it. Like, it's just a great overall, like, mm-hmm. movie. Definitely. I completely agree with that. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't really think I have a favorite part. Okay. Do you? Um, I think my favorite part uh, probably is the, uh, I mean, definitely the mall scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like all of the the pod race. I love the pod racing. I know you love the pod racing. I love it. <laughs> See, I'm like- it, it, it breaks my heart for the people who are like, it's too long. And I'm like, but no, it's amazing. I love it. Like all the work that went into it, it's just, I don't know, it blows my mind. I, I think it's really cool. Um, I definitely love that part. Um, and I love all of the, the, the Tatooine moments with Anakin and everything. Uh, because you get this childlike wonder and this, his just endless hope. It reminds me of Luke. It really does. Where Luke starts out as that just never-ending hope. Everyone can be saved. Everyone should be helped. Um, At one point, I can't remember what it was that his mother said uh, said to him, but he he throws it back at her. Uh, The the greatest problem in this universe is that no one helps each other or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, oh. Because she doesn't want a pod race (laughs) because it's dangerous. Yeah. And he literally is like, Mom, but you say that the worst thing in the galaxy is that everyone doesn't want to help or people don't want to help each other. Yeah. She's just kind of like, and I was like, dang, son. Uh, like, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> right. Watch out, parents. <laughs> what you say to your children will come back and bite you in the butt. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I love all of that and everything. And Jar Jar still has a special place in my heart. So forever I like will. Jar Jar, I don't know. I mean, I I do. I can't say I like the 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 racing scene just because it's. It's just really not my thing, really and truly. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do appreciate it because you know, even right before we realize, Anakin's never even won a race, <laughs> let alone finished a race, and that boy like beat everyone. Mm-hmm. Like even though he wasn't necessarily the one taking him out and being the the dirty. That's that's another thing to my point Thank earlier. <laughs> that was the thing is that that was my other point to it. All is as the Force wills it. He's never finished a race. He's never won a race, 
but he wins this one. And it sets everything in motion from there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, What if Qui-Gon was like the most powerful Jedi and we just didn't know it? I'm just kidding. Maybe. He's dead, but still. <laughs> I did like that the, the Jedi cheated. I thought that was pretty great with the, with the chance cube. Yeah. <laughs> I love Qui-Gon, though. I absolutely love him. He's the coolest. Maybe we'll get more Qui-Gon somewhere. That'd be cool to have like a prequel up, thing. Though, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It'd have to be a prequel to the prequels. <laughs> well. Never lose hope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. It was overall a good movie. I liked it. I'm excited to continue our solo and the. <laughs> and, and Attack of the Clones will be in two weeks. Ooh, yes. Exciting. Next week, actually, we will be talking about the return of Darth Maul. Um, because a lot of people didn't know that he was alive. <laughs> with solo um my freak out was oh my god they actually acknowledged it right <laughs> and on top of that it was sam whitwer that was voicing him which was Anne ray park right. like i i loved that like it was it was so perfect okay. all of that we'll get a lot of that next time yes this week so don't don't give them too much they're <laughs> they're gonna be begging for it next week so so yes yeah, so next week we will be talking the return of darth maul um yes. so very very excited for that Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Kessel Run Weekly. As always, we definitely appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us week to week. Uh, we love hearing from you uh, throughout the week and everything. If you have any cool episode ideas, let us know. Uh, we'll be happy to uh, explore your corner of the Star Wars universe and the things that you love uh, because we just love talking Star Wars. This is true. <laughs> this, is, this is true we, we do it is known it is known as you can see um if you've already made it to this whole episode you heard us go off on multiple bridges there <laughs> we took the road less traveled by over there <laughs> i hope enough of it was about the phantom menace <laughs> I, I think it was but, but yeah know. we just have revelations sometimes in the middle of us talking so <laughs> this is completely unscripted. <laughs> I, I just literally was to say that y'all like this is completely unplanned. We just perform before a live audience. No, I'm just kidding. Right, we just kind of sit in front of the mics and we get to talking, and this is what happens. So we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> so yes, we definitely and we definitely thank you guys for for joining in with us every single week uh, to listen to our long rants and. <laughs> Story pounding, yes, theories and all of the above, and we love hearing from you guys. So make sure you're, you know, right. You know, we get a lot of comments. I know we try to stay really active, especially on Instagram with our stories and all. So we love to hear from you guys. Um, I know right now we have a little thing. Oh crap, that's from. Um, so don't forget to leave comments, reviews. Um, we even have a, a page. Or we have a website on kesslerunweekly.com where you can um, submit like uh, a question or you can leave a comment or, or just can, say hi. Just yeah, just say hi. <laughs> like it's you can the world is yours. <laughs> the world is yours. But just like Kristen said, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Kesselrun Weekly. And lastly, our website Kesselrunweekly.com. And until next week, my name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the force be with you. Always.